podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Croydon is a town in mourning. Crystal Palace is a football club in the midst of grief. The tramlink crash near Sandylands early on Wednesday, the 9th of November 2016, will now be a day indelibly seared into the history of our local community for the saddest of reasons. Two of those who tragically lost their lives in the crash, Dane Chinnery and Phil Seary, were both part of the family of Palace fans. Their passings have shocked every supporter of our club. Indeed, many of us will have recognised Dane, who was only 19, and Phil from away games. There's little we at FYP can say to adequately reflect the terrible pain and heartbreak that Dane and Phil's families will be feeling. But we are truly saddened by this tragedy and unspeakably sorry for their loss. This podcast is dedicated to Dane, Phil and indeed all of those who lost their lives on Wednesday morning. Their passings will be remembered by everyone at Palace. Rest in peace. Yes, welcome to this week's Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Pod uh, 193. Ooh, get in there. Creeping closer to that 200. Uh, sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with her. Okay. 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 And uh, JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Ooh. Visit jc-is.com. I will! <laughs> oh, that's... Well, that was yeah. That really might worked. need a new microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. Can I make a little request that in future we all, we say the K together? Okay. Because when we go K K K, especially in the week that Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true yeah. It just seems like a subliminal message. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, and while we say this, put this two hundred font that's coming up. Are you, yeah. are you so enthusiastic about it because it's going to be the last one? Is that? Is, is it? I know. So I'm wondering. Ooh, no. I've never seen you enthusiastic about anything. I'm enthusiastic you? about a lot of things. Really? Sour yeah. dice. You should tell your face. Oh, Cheshire United. Cheshire United. You're enthusiastic about them, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Cocktails. Yeah. Bramble, Bramble cocktails. In jam jars. Artisanal <laughs> delis. You know what? We have a little bit of a wobble at your club and you start going to see Cheshire United every week. They're my, local, they're my new local... I'm just supporting my local community. Okay. You okay. know, what's wrong with that? Well, maybe we'll get onto it in par three. Maybe. Um, James Endicott. Hello. Kevin Day. Hello. Andy Street. Bye. Uh, Palace lost again. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, oh, oh. ho. It's not funny. You might have to put a date on this so people know which one they're listening to. It could be one of them. Or we could just record the same pod and then put it out yeah. every week. Hats off to, I can't remember who it was, the person who sent the picture of the five pound note with the caption, if I had a pound for every time Palace has won this year. <laughs> oh, very <laughs> good. Very funny. Uh, I, no, think I've, I've, I, I can't remember. And again, I've, I realise I've said this before. I can't remember being more cross at Palace losing than Saturday I just was so even Sunday morning watching the vintage cars trundle by I was just, they must have thought everyone else is cheering and waving they must have thought who's that miserable looking bloke where were the, where, where were the vintage London's cars? Brighton car rally has been going on for 60 odd years just down the road from it's been going on for 60 years yeah. that's long long journey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're pretty old cars going by, yeah, going by <laughs> Chesham <laughs> Or as they call it in Cheshire, the new cars rally. Hey, <laughs> very good. Very uh, good. The, the nature of that third goal was just to get back. I mean, to not play badly either, but to get back to two all after conceding in the second minute. Which is, that was just. I'm getting angry thinking about it. You're getting angry when we haven't started the pod. Just ludicrous. Well, it was, I mean, like, just, it was like the best and worst of Palace in one game, wasn't it? Fighting back from 2 0 down. Like, scoring. Wickham's was a great goal. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, good. Um, Benteke actually scored a penalty, 
But wh- why casually scored it as well? Yeah. Very yeah, a bit too casual. Too casual. For I liked it. I why? 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 Just can, can we not keep clean sheet? Why do we keep letting in these also, frustrating goals? Just take the point. I mean, uh, what what really annoyed me is that Kabai played really well. We still play. He played really well as a defensive midfield player. And we still let in. Take the point. That is nonsense about Pardew go, well, you know, you have to take the risk in life. No, no, take the point. No, take the point. When you've been 2-0 down and you got back to 2 all, yeah. take the point. Yeah. And, and two of the goals came from our set pieces at the, at the other end. That's unforgivable. I was listening to the commentary on BBC London, I think it was. And as it came to the, the that final set piece, and the commentators were going... Look at look how Palace are. Are they going? Are they really going to make the same mistake? And he, 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 he said, "Are they going to make the same mistake?" Yeah. He goes, "It looks like they are. It looks like I can't. Oh my goodness, they've made the same mistake." And they went, "How can we in the commentary exactly. box know yeah. what's going yeah. on? Yeah. All the fans will know, and we knew this was going to happen two minutes ago." And it was just like, I mean, I couldn't see it because I was. Oh, I could see the radio. <laughs> But they just yeah. like sort of knobs on the radio. I could, I could. That's hear a bit it. harsh on the commentators. Yeah. Well, I, no, I thought they were all right. I could, I could hear it because Ed and his mates were watching a dodgy feed upstairs. It's just like, <laughs> I, I, I was literally lying back thinking, "That's all right, good. That's a good point." Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound like celebrating. I taught uh, most of Lisbon some new swear words because I was watching it on an iPad in a, oh, yeah, an, 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 an Irish holiday pub. again, what, you were on holiday yeah, again? So. Yeah, so, so I got to six <laughs> o'clock and uh, my other half was asking why I was quite so cross. Yeah. Surely by now she knows at six o'clock on a Saturday if you're cross. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Well, no, we're in the Premier League now, so it might be five o'clock on a Sunday. It <laughs> could be true. ten o'clock on a Friday. That's true. It could be nine thirty on a Monday. And the, the frustrating <laughs> thing is that Pardew, I mean, again, We've talked about this before. Don't wait till half time to make the changes. He waited for an hour. But he did, to his credit, he did make proper proper changes. And I can imagine the smugness on his face when his proper changes worked. But it's like sort it out before. And try and make the changes just before kick off, so it doesn't happen in the first place. <laughs> this is his schoolboy errors. Well, no, having made having made those changes, which did work. I mean, and this you know getting sort of flat out four four two was fine. Wickham was great, and then but just. That free kick at the end, just keep four minutes. Just if you want to float it, you're fine. But just you are in the Premier League, not the Championship. You cannot turn up every single week and do exactly the same thing and expect the of opposition course. not to yeah. adapt. Of and there have been so many instances in which we turned up and just yeah. said, "We'll pick our best eleven and we'll play uh, in exactly the same way as we always do and see whether or not it works out." And you're playing against decent teams who have smart managers who go, "Right, we're going to preempt how they're going to play," and that's what Burnley did at times against us last weekend it's what other teams have done against us far too easily and it shouldn't be the case that there have been so many matches where we start terribly and then we make a few changes and go oh well it was okay after those changes yeah. we should be starting terribly in the first place why not place? start with a decent game plan for once because we know the way you know, Burnley have got a good home record this season which must feel I don't know how that feels it must feel really nice <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember well, well, particularly won, given the opposition they yeah, played, they've got it, a terrific well, home they've beaten Liverpool they've beaten Everton they've beaten Watford yep. but in exactly the same way they sit back they wait for you to make a mistake they hit you on the break and one thing I mean Danny Murphy in the standard on Friday night saying the one thing you can't do is let them score first yeah. let alone twice he said because you have to get the first goal bring them out but yeah. we, we're 2-0 down after 20 minutes and it's like it's, it's amazing that we did get back to it but then just just like you say it's that cliche definition of insanity to keep doing the same thing and expect to take that different result it's just they're good players I mean it shouldn't be down to them. it shouldn't be down to Pardew the players are surely good enough who's doing the organising on the pitch who's on the pitch going we need somebody back in now what are you doing there it was just oh. well someone made the point to me the other day and I can't remember who specifically so I'm going to steal their good point without giving them any credit for it and they said effectively you can't, somewhere, you, can't really, <laughs> you can't really necessarily blame Pardew for the players getting overexcited and throwing right. everything forward but his role on the touchline should be to you know, reach out and go look lads calm it down a little bit don't throw absolutely everything forward and try and curb that enthusiasm yeah, in, the, in the same way as in the cup final when he does his little dance when he should have been telling everybody to calm down yeah, and yeah. not let a goal it's like, yeah. it's like I think it's his job you, you know you've got one job to do Pardew for those 90 minutes and that's to keep control you know if your players are getting overexcited and they will get overexcited they think they are pushing for that third goal it's your job to tell them to oi get back there Come on, we've got, got a point here. We've got two minutes on the clock. Yeah, good hand gestures there, by the way. It's fine. They're experienced, but the thing is, that I don't think he wants to do that. I think he's wedded to this, what he probably thinks is a romantic idea of trying to win the game up to the 94th minute. Because, mm. uh, you know, three points is better than a, a point, which obviously it is, but that's his, his, his argument, seems to be. So 
I, I think he was probably encouraging them to get, go forward. But uh, there are experienced players on that pitch, international players who should be who should have their own common sense. Should tell them not to do that. It's no wonder Man Dan is getting going on the back of what Street says. And and I'm not. This is not. This is me playing devil's advocate and not defending Pardew because if he gets fired or we go down, I have to pay someone on Twitter 350 quid. But wow. can you... Wow. Really? <laughs> well, it's a long, it's a long story. Buy, you could buy a house in Cheshire for that. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't... Like, you, a manager or you can't legislate for individual mistakes and our players have been making a lot this season and you, can yeah, you really blame the no, manager yeah, for that? You can't legislate for individual mistakes but you can legislate for systemic mistakes. Collective mistakes. Like when the mistakes are down to the system or the pattern of defence or players not knowing where they're meant to be in a given time. Of course you can legislate. No, you can't. And managers always say that. There's nothing I can do when they cross the line. But yeah. you can make sure they're, they're drilled. You can make sure that... Surely there's a plan. Every other manager would have, would have a plan which said, if we get a free kick with 30 seconds to go, this is how we yeah, set up yeah, against yeah. it. Especially after we conceded a goal like that in two minutes into the freaking game. Yeah. I mean, also, are you telling me are you tell me that managers like Klopp and Conte don't yeah. have an effect on their players once they're on the pitch? Yeah. Of course they do. Mm. Of course they do. And also, Klopp and Conte, you'd, you'd have seen how they'd have been visibly angry at that. Mm. They would have just gone apeshit on the touchline yeah. and Pardew just folds his arms and looks a bit sullen and downcast and looks like he's wondering if he can get home in time to get to the Groucho. It's like... Just, well, it's he, just, he did. Good. He was there in time. I mean, it's, it, it is... It, <laughs> It well, is basically stuck in the ankle. Take though, something out of that defeat. That's, that's uh, yeah, yeah, it's decent. Yeah. I mean, because Burnley as well. That's good. Actually, yeah. that, that match, as as with others, you could legitimately look at it and go, "Well, we're a bit unlucky." Blah blah blah. But I, I was having a little bit of a debate about this with someone who's a lot more pro Pardew than I am on Twitter, and even he, had, he admitted, you know, you can't keep on making the same excuses every week. No, yeah. Once it becomes a repetitive thing, perhaps you have to look wider than just, "Well, we're unlucky in this one particular match." And we could look at that Burnley match and go, well, there are periods in which we played okay, we created some chances, had more of the ball than them, etc., etc. But it seems to be the same stuff every week. It seems to be us, you know, saying, well, it's only down to one mistake by so and so or one missed chance from so and so. You'd like to think, uh, you know, and I don't see Pardew lose his job, partly because there doesn't seem to be anyone out there who's a logical replacement. Uh, but you'd like to think a team that hasn't kept a clean sheet. For 15 games, whatever it is, since uh, April third, April the 13th. Well, we haven't kept a clean sheet since April the 13th. You'd imagine that the, one of the things that the players would be doing for the first 15, 20 minutes of that game is having 10 men behind, mm. is not conceding a goal yeah. in the second minute mm. yeah. after having gone gung ho right from the very start. And that's that's the manager's fault. That's got to be the manager's fault, or Keith Millen's fault, or whoever's fault. But that's. That's somebody's fault, and that's that's not individual errors. That's a failure of system. That's a failure yeah. of tactics and strategy. That's any away game. You go out and keep it tight. It's just like it's just you. You, you just um, you, you laughed basically because you just go two minutes in. You just go. Oh, just. Well, it's like here we go again. It. Well, it is. Yeah, and you just uh, we keep saying this. I don't know how, how long it goes before somebody at the club says this is not working well especially after the run that yeah. we'd had and some yeah. of the upcoming fixtures we've got it was cr- like they were never going to come on to us unless we went on the front foot and they are good on the break yeah. so it was really crying out for just a fairly drab nil-nil really yeah. right? where neither of team course. wanted to commit too much forward and we decided to stop the rot and I know no one will thank me for saying that and the fans who went to it probably still found it moderately exciting but given what we've got coming up in the upcoming fixtures it yeah. just would have been the pragmatic thing to do yeah. I'd, have, I'd have gone for an exciting two-two. This is, you know, yeah, you, you make those. We had. Yeah, we had an exciting had, two-two. But I'd have gone for that. I mean, all right, the, the, the mistakes at the beginning; those, these need to be addressed. But I'm, you look at that last four minutes. I mean, it was just. It was it was like being in a flipping playground. It was like being in yeah. a playground. It's like, come on, we've got to try and get the winner. We've only got thirty seconds. Yeah, otherwise, bloody Ashley Barnes as well, oh, no, Brian no. Plur. If oh, we'd yeah, kept, yeah, all right, don't if, mention. If it. we'd kept that point, everybody's mood would have been lifted. Our league position. Would have yeah, been would have been healthier. looked much more healthy, yeah. even though only by a point. But we'd have been four or five places up the table, and these are all things that should be going through the mind of managers and players. And it's slightly frustrating that they're not. And the thing is, we talked in the last pod about the fact that we're not going to win our next three, four home games because they're all difficult games. We're not well, going we, to win them. Full stop. There's no logic to thinking that we will. So we have to pick up points. Burnley, Hull, Swansea, and already we've nosed up one of those one of those three. 
Because yeah. I literally, I got Southampton possibly, but we're not going to get anything from Man City, Chelsea, Man United. No. Well, you, oh, you'd think Palace. not, but then this is Palace, you know. I mean, no, we no, the last no, no, we've of said seasons. that before, and, and it turns out this, that that's not that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> this, we, we keep saying, oh, we'll pick up an unexpected result. I'm not saying we will. Team, so you, never, no, we you never know. Of course, we you do, never know. We do. Although, to be fair, you're right. We've got a year's experience to fall back. You're right. Those unexpected. There is a pattern going on. Those unexpected results against big teams have dried up a bit. Well, that's because you try and attack them on the front foot, and you go naive. You know, we said before the Liverpool match yeah. we will inevitably try to take the game to them and we will yeah. inevitably be picked off and I have absolutely no doubt that we'll try to play with the ball for far too long against Manchester right. City yeah. Yeah. and uh, a Pep Guardiola team funnily enough will probably be better with the ball than we will be <laughs> <laughs> may end up making us look a bit silly I mean you've got to sometimes just why is this so obvious to us for and why is it so obvious yeah. to you know the 15 whatever thousand season ticket holders and the people that watch Palace on a week why is it so obvious to all of us but it doesn't seem to be obvious to the 11 players on the pitch and the two well, or three guys on the, on the touchline I don't get it I don't get it and you, you talk about yeah the thing about Pardew talking about individual errors it's like I don't lament the passing of Pulis at all but if he if he can organise 11 Palace players as he did week in week yeah. out and even Warnock organised them it, there's more organisation when Holloway was managed than Rizzo under, <laughs> under Pardew. Well done, QPR, by the way, for, yeah, giving, yeah, him, nice one. for giving him a job. <laughs> what were they thinking? He must, <laughs> he must have photographs of Chairman Naked, surely, somewhere, isn't he? <laughs> must do, yeah. So I've got a couple, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's, that's, the, that's the frustrating thing. I mean, you, we, we know it can be done. We know managers like Pulis and Allardyce can do that. And it's the, every, everyone says it's the oldest cliche in football you, you, you win from the back. The first thing you do is sort out the defence. And it's like, it's clear there's a problem. Mm. And the frustrating thing is we're scoring goals, fifth top scorers in the division. Mm. Yeah. But second, like, it's clearly a problem and they're not doing anything about it. And but apparently, you know, we're told that Millen is. And we know that because every time he takes over, we tend to get a nil-nil draw on his first game. We know he's capable, but clearly someone's not letting him organise a defence pop. Well, the thing is, like going back to what you're saying, James, it, I think it is obvious to Pardew because he's saying things like, "I'd rather play expansive football. That's that's better than going defensively." So, so, he, so, so it's obvious. So why is he not well, ignoring yeah, why is he not it? That's the question. Why is he not implementing it on the pitch? Maybe because he just doesn't have the tactical now to do it. And I'd rather no, drive not. at 150 miles an hour, but I've not got a Ferrari. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't do what you haven't got <laughs> the tools to the do. Worst it must be the only lawyer without a Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's not, no, but we're trying it's, to play it's expansive football, but we don't have the defence to be able to play on the front foot. You've not got proper attacking wing backs. Exactly, but the thing is, it's not either or. It's not. It's not. We either play defensive football or we play expansive football. It's mm. quite. You watched Chelsea play last week. It is possible to have a decent defence, which enables the front four to play really expansive football. Yeah, and that's not happening. The front. Four, yeah, yeah, it's just. Do we have the defence for that though? Do we have the 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 players? No, no, I think, no, I I really think don't, I really, uh, he's no. already. I think the way he's talking about, he's, he's already said if perhaps not going to be fit, which isn't we have to invest in defenders in yeah. January. But again, but we, we said this that, in the summer. We, knew that in the summer we, we said this. We said this in the summer. We, you know, we looked. We were missing. Uh, we're missing and also, defenders. logically, the best defenders aren't going to be available. The, the ones yeah. that are available aren't going to be the best defenders. And, and even then, like Tomkins, who I think is potentially a good defender, he's not the fastest. So, if you wanted to play in a specific way and you're going to spend 10 million quid on a centre back, you get someone who's really, really, really rapid. Yeah. Mm. You know, not someone who. Um, he's not slow, because no Premier League footballer generally is slow, but if you want to really play with that high line, you probably need a slightly different type of defender than him, well, and I, you need certainly different fullbacks than those, well, that, you know, I, those I, which I we have. I, I got apparently he's, we've been training at Selhurst this week, which I think is an indication that they're planning something rapid, something different. So I wouldn't be surprised if we go to a three at the back against. Oh, really? Against, yeah, yeah, really. Works yeah. for Chelsea at the moment. Yeah, yeah but three-five-three. We just need mm, to. Uh, we don't. Five, we two. haven't got the players for that. Three, really. five, eight. Well, we haven't got the right-sided players. Zeki Fries is a, would make a, a decent wing back, but he keeps talking about getting. The fact is, if we do that, it enables us to play two up front as well, which yeah. we, we 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 have to do, as far as I'm concerned. But clearly, he's lost confidence in in Kelly. He doesn't seem. To, well, in fact, he doesn't seem to know what his favoured but central defensive pairing is. No. And. You know, Dan looks edgy and has it. Yeah, Dan doesn't look anywhere. Dan looks half yeah, the player that we know he can be. Yeah, they're all well, because they're, they're contagious. That's, yeah, exactly. It's contagious. contagious. And it's that whole thing, is it? Yeah. The whole thing about football is based on confidence. And when you've got a defence that are leaking so badly and just looking so out of position, I mean, just so badly out of position at well, such an early point in the game. And man, yeah, and Mandanda is looking more and more furious because his stats are. Yeah. Yeah, Henderson must be chuckling to himself on mm. the. 
Um, guys, can we round off part one with any positives from no. Saturday? Uh, it ended. Yeah. <laughs> ended Scored two goals away from home. Yeah. Again, how... I mean, Southgate was there, so how he could put Townsend in the end of squad ahead of Zahar is yeah. just... I mean, Zahar must have been a real nuisance when he was in the under-21s mm-hmm. for Southgate not to... Because yeah. he's the one positive that, that Zahar... No one's really noticing it. He's, he's playing really, really well. Yeah. And he's that, got most take-ons in the league this year. Yeah, yeah. and that... that yeah. Again. The, the, ball Again in, yeah. the ball in for Wickham was... Yeah, it was, yeah, was brilliant. I mean, that was a really good goal. That's a definite positive. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll we've said that the last three weeks, he's finally uh, uh, rounding off his play, isn't yeah. he? In, in terms yeah. of end product and yeah. he take ons and stuff. So he's quietly sort of becoming the player that we we all hoped and knew he would do. He's more of a settled man. He's got a kid. You yeah. know, he's, he's he's back in his in his home club. You know, th- these these things are important. Yeah. You know, he's a he's he's not that young. Rising star that gets bought by Alex Ferguson and, yeah. and becomes a bit of a nuisance, a bit of a big head. He's, he's a lot more grounded now. He's yeah. had a few knockbacks. He's concentrating on his game. And he's realised, I saw an interview with him recently, you know, he's just saying, I'm taking things a lot slower. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, taking, he's not just putting his head down and running. Yeah. He's yeah, taking, yeah. He does that every now and again and he yeah. can be quite exciting. But he's a lot more measured. It's like every time he gets the ball, he can sometimes just knock it off or he can go. Yeah. He's thinking about the game a lot more. And that will just get better and better. He's becoming our, he's becoming our one player that everybody's going to start looking up to. Yeah. He's, becoming yeah, yeah. Our, he's becoming the one where all the other players are looking at him. Yeah. He may not be the captain, but he's the one. If, if he's yeah, having yeah. a good game, yeah. he's going to be the one to bring up. And that's experience. And, you know, and that will come into its own next season as well. Definitely. If, you know, hopefully we'll be in the Premier League next season. You know. yeah. And he's still only 23? 24. 24. Just 24. turned 24 this week. So that's. And I, I think that's a really po- a real positive thing I've noticed about Wilf over the last few weeks. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think we've, we've all spoken about that, but that really came into his own at the weekend. There would have been a time when we'd have gone 2 0 down a season or so ago and Wilf would have just put his head down. Yeah. yeah. Or but he didn't. He, or and he, he fought. He fought. You or know. he would have got a stupid yellow card. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Which he, he has done away at Burnley before. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. And also, I thought, I did think it was a penalty against Liverpool, but his attitude is. He's not sulking after getting decisions against him now. Yeah. He does moan a little bit, but that's part of his personality. Yeah, fine. You, you don't be, want to knock everything. He must also be one of the most foul players in the Premier League. Surely. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably. You got a stat on that, Andy? Uh, sure yes, are. yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to specify. Yeah. Do we? No, Just, well, yeah. You said one of the most. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's, 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 he's certainly in, in the top two on the table. Yeah, one of the most two hundred. He deserves a lot more credit from, I think. Generally, the media and yeah. um, pundits as well. Um, yes. There was an absolutely ridiculous comment from the ever myopic Alan Shearer sure, the other yeah. week. He said that he's got no end product. I know. And the one thing you could say this season about yeah. Wilf is the end product's <laughs> really getting quite decent. Yeah. 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 It's just the rest of the team that are kind of letting us down at the moment. So um, it, that'll come in time, but we all know how good he is at the moment and we know how well he's playing, which is great. Also, yeah. there's no, I know Benteke scored, but Wickham was so much more mobile than Benteke when he came on. Great goal as well. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And the defensive thing we've said this before it's not just the four defenders Benteke doesn't put any sort of shift in on closing down the central defenders of the other team and that makes that means the ball gets to onto the other team's midfield much quicker than it does for other teams you, comparing to Costa Costa yeah. against um, it was incredible wasn't it yeah in that last home game they were Everton Everton, Everton, Everton yeah. yeah he covered he must have covered every inch of the, yeah, that he's, half he's brilliant he was, and he's actually I mean, that's what you need in, in modern football you're, yeah. you're centre forward and for he's still a big guy it's not like yeah. he's a little guy he's still put, he can put do, himself about you've got to do that you've got to close down the back the it's always going to be the difficulty isn't it once you've got a marquee signing who was more expensive than anyone else in the squad by far and it will be earning more than anyone else in the squad by far for Pardew to then say to him look you're not working hard enough you need to really put a shift in because despite the fact that you're great on, on the end of a cross you need to really start defending from the front it's going to be a difficult dynamic to maintain Costa's not the only striker at Chelsea and he's not the only high earner at Chelsea yeah. whereas Benteke is clearly you know an echelon above just about everyone but, else in that squad but yeah, managing a football club is more than about managing the players on the pitch. You have yeah. to manage expectations. You have to manage big players. If you can't manage big players, don't bring them in. Yeah, basically, you have to. You you can't. You simply can't let a player play the way he wants to play. Same as Townsend deciding which flank he plays on. Yeah, yeah. It's down to the manager how Benteke plays. It's yeah. Down, yeah. You know. Yeah. And the fact is, I think the problem is, I think you're absolutely right that Pardew's probably a little bit in awe of somebody like Benteke because he Pardew wants to surround himself by big players because he considers himself a big manager, but if he wants to be a big manager, he's got to manage players on and off the pitch. And he has to start winning games. And yeah, <coughs> because it comes down to that simple five pound note. Yeah, we've won five games this this year, and the yeah. year's nearly over. Mm. And he's going to find yeah. himself in, in real, real trouble if uh, we don't get results from Holland Swansea. 
Yeah, well, we can why, talk but, about that yeah, okay. in future but pods. We, we, future we pods. can do, but why? Pods. Does anyone think we're going to get results against that? Why, why are we assuming that we will? Because I, I don't think he's saying that. He's saying. I know, I know, but if, okay, if we don't, when, don't, when we don't when, get yeah, results. Yeah, but, so, but when do we resolve it? Why do, what, you know, I'm increasingly becoming more sympathetic to those Palace fans who say, why don't we get a new manager in before we play those games rather than wait till after we've had disappointing results and more excuses well that is when do you bring when do you decide that change has to happen because it'll be the Americans that decide I'll tell you when we decide change has to happen and that's now from part one to part two because we're going to have questions from our listeners he's good and in fact he's good that's what gets the big box he's like this with a hangover as well (laughs) we do have some questions about Pardew's future so we're going to go to them in part two Uh, so join us in a bit Yes, welcome back to this week's Fobby Plan podcast. Hey! Come on, guys. Come on. It's Um, a morning pod. We're doing a morning pod. People at home should know that. I know, I know, but... We've still got loads of questions to get through oh, from our okay, lovely okay. listeners. We'll be more excited then. Oh, right, right. um, but before we do that, we've got to mention our lovely sponsors. Uh, of course, Vector Printing. For all your print and embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with a K. K. Oh, K. It. Um, and JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Oh, very nice. Um, okay, quick. well done. Oh god. <laughs> Can we go somewhere in between the two <laughs> I wills, please? Just next time. I'd also just apologise to any listeners. It's just for, the benefit, no for the benefit of the people listening to this at the moment. It's just JD's very uh, sensitive. So he's got his little headphones in, so he, yeah. vis- he visibly he has a hangover. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah, from I do. bramble cocktails. He doesn't like loud noises. Yeah, bramble cocktails. Bramble yeah. cocktails insured. They're on offer. They're on offer. It was not out of a jam jar. No, it was a regular jar. Out of a clog. Organic bramble. Organic bramble cocktails insured. It's out of a jam jar. Out of a budgie. Out of a budgie. Yeah. John Burridge. Right. Still goes to sleep in his goalkeeping kit, apparently. Is he really? Yeah. Budgie. Yeah, he used to go... He used to budgie, work right, Budgie. Do you remember Budgie, the t- TV show? I do, Adam Face, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Right, questions <laughs> from our listeners. Question, the first question is from Trub3101. Hi, Trub. Hello, Trub3101. Uh, he says... Is that not an American TV show? That's uh, no, that's Beverly Hills 9010. <laughs> he says... Trub3101. I'd watch Trub3101. I'd watch Trump 311 He says... Trump911. Can you shut up? He says... <laughs> Why is Pod one three one nine three so late? Lazy bastards, he's called us. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we have to get up. You know, we've all got. JD know, was no on idea. an artisan bread making course. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. We had available. Sourdough was to die for. We did have availability issues. We did. Yeah. But, but we're still we're, here. We're still here because we love our public. We do. Yeah. Public. Yeah. Our public. That's a very politician our answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, right. The first question is from Daniel Schilling. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. He says, um, with how this season is going, was not winning the FA Cup last year a blessing? We wouldn't want a European campaign on top of this, would we? Yes. Yes, it'd be, yeah. it'd be exciting. <laughs> I, funny enough, I had a discussion with a Tottenham fan the other day who was moaning about the Europa I, As a football fan, I would love to be in the Europa League. But he went, whoa, we're not if you're in it every year. It's like, what a problem to have. Yeah, yeah, tough. Well, we're not in it every year, are we? No, no, but I would love to have been in the Europa League. Yeah, it would have been really... An exciting thing to do. We would have got drawn away to something that we can't teams in Eastern yeah. Europe. Yeah. It would have been fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course it would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. It would have been great. Right. But okay. yes, but we'd it's, have lost. It's, but it's, <laughs> a, it's a valid question about um, the strength of our squad. Uh, yeah. yeah, we quite clearly do not have. We barely have a squad deep enough and strong yeah. enough for the Premier League, let alone European competition. But. Okay. Uh, next question is from uh, Dave Caddick. Well, I think that's a brilliant Palace attitude, though. Actually, I'm quite pleased. With that. <laughs> would have been a disaster winning that FA Cup, wouldn't it? <laughs> I thought coming out of Wembley definitely well, yeah. Yeah. no that's well fair play to Pardew then he's yeah, a better yeah. manager than we thought he thought ahead didn't he he, he did think ahead very clever the next question is from Dave Caddick hi Dave. hi Dave aka Cronks Dave hi Cronks Dave oh, Cronks Dave he says whoa, whoa whoa I don't think Vector would like him getting a mention without putting some money into the pod other forms of bleach are available <laughs> very good um, this is a, a question on a similar theme to a lot of questions we had when will Pardew get the sack He's had enough chances, spunked enough cash, and still underachieving. Hashtag time for a change. Oh, oh. Do you know what? I, I, I'm not going to answer when he should get the sack, 
but it's now become that sort of amongst fans divisive issue yeah. where and you can tell when things are starting to get bad because the, the opinion on the manager starts to go really polarised you've now yeah. got people who want him out before the end of today and then you've got people who are now getting really quite cross at people um, even trying to suggest that he's doing a bad job which is not the why, why are you snapchatting me oh, cause I, just, get, just go with it I don't understand this modern phenomenon of stuff. Yes, you um, do. It, yeah, it's, it's his attention span. He can't. He just can't listen to no, you I'm, for, I'm all, for a minute. I'm also he has trying to do to something. Just, well. We're a multifaceted company, company thing, and we are on. We're on right, different, lots of different yeah. platforms. So I'm just trying to give the, the most people important what they want. platform is the spoken word, and so and listen to the man. Listen to the man speaking. I am listening to him. I just I thought it was so good, but I've, I've, that I've, I would I've, snap I've, it for our brilliant, brilliant chat. Brilliant. Just but no, it is now you know a slightly uncomfortable issue, and I think it's going to be. I think if anything, the atmosphere at home games is probably going to be even worse than some of the online dialogue you get because you know the HF is staunchly in favour of him, and there are some fans now who really, really do want him out. And I just I worry about what that's going to lead to. Not necessarily in terms of physical violence, but just in terms of yeah, having yeah. a cohesive and um, happy set of fans who are all facing in the same direction. Well, I think you've put your finger on it because I think I mean Steve Parrish is an intelligent man; he's fully across social media in the same way that JD is. <laughs> in fact, I know for a fact he interrupts some really important meetings with the Americans just to Snapchat them halfway <laughs> through. back there and their voices, back yeah. Their voices, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Halfway yeah. through doing a Skype. Blitzer doesn't like that, but Harris is ma- yeah. massively... Yeah. Yeah. But it's 2016, guys. So far, I mean, he, he'll be aware of the social media stuff, but so far, the atmosphere at home games has stayed pretty solid. There's no, yeah. There's been no real vocal articulation of the Pardew Out campaign, but I, I, it's a question... I, and I like Pardew I'm a fan of Pardew I don't want to see him sacked but I think it's a question of when he's sacked not if yeah. to be perfectly honest because and I think the Americans are important in this equation as well because they yeah they whatever spin Steve Parrish puts on it about them just investing in the infrastructure of the club they haven't put that amount of money into a club that's going to be struggling in the Premier League every season and the, yeah, the fact is the, the cold hard figures Indicate that at the moment Pardew's not a very good manager. I mean, the other thing that works in Pardew's favour is Allardyce is probably the only available person at the moment, unless you bring somebody in from abroad who doesn't know the Premier League, which fans won't like. But there is increasing tension amongst Palace fans, and in the number of pro Pardew fans, outwardly pro Pardew fans, is shrinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, he, I just can't see him being manager I think the, the answer to the question about when I think it very much depends on the, the whole Swansea result well exactly that so Gazza 2 on yeah. the BBS Hi Gazza. Hi Gazza. Hi Gazza. Uh, says will the Swansea game be make or break for managers of both teams oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. I, it, well it depends what happens in between the, the, the thing is there's a bizarre thing that's set in amongst Palace fans is that we now expect to lose our home games yeah. So, you're expect- yeah. the, so the expectations are managed so you come away thinking oh well we're never going to be we're never going to win that one so we're looking to win the away games, which is which is really odd, and I I think I, anything less than six points from those two games will will actually leave us in trouble. I know all the conversations about we've got a better squad than a lot of teams in that division, and we're a better team than we appear to be. But yeah, we could easily be in the bottom three in a couple of weeks' time from a position where I genuinely thought after the Everton game, and we talked about it on the pod. I genuinely thought we deserved our position as top of the other league. If you like, you take yeah. the top seven teams out. And I thought we were the best team out of the rest. Out of the rest, and now we're we clearly not. We might have better players, but we're clearly not the best. Yeah. Team. And after this, you know, after this, enough games have been played for us to re- to realise where we're going to finish in the Premier League. And it's going to be looks like at the moment. If we're lucky, it'll be in the lower middle half. I mean, we obviously, obviously, we want to be ambitious and finish top ten and stuff. But we, we have said on this podcast before that the aim, really, for a team like Palace is to stay up each season. That's the yeah. main aim. So yeah. obviously, it'd be disappointing. But you know, if we do avoid relegation, it's. But then, if we do avoid, what happens? We've we we talked early in the season about you know giving Pardew credit for changing the way we play. And bringing in better players, we bought in better players, and we're in a much worse league position than we were this time last season. So, what do we do if we st- if we just stay up again? What happens? We keep Pardew on and give him more money to bring in better players, and we're still in this situation. Mm. In the end, there will have to be changes. That's why I say it's a matter of when rather than if. And I, oh yeah, I'd love to think that we'll have another international break where we win every game between now and March. But logic says it's not going to happen, and that's what I increasingly worry about. Logic. 
whatever we see on the pitch, however we see well we see them play, we've won five games this oh, year. Well, I, I think you can always um, infer something when the noises that you hear coming from a club about how good they're looking in training. Yeah, <laughs> that on the training yeah, field yeah, yeah, they're looking well, like a really yeah. decent side yeah, that's yeah. come together and there have been from various um, people at the club those sort of noises and ultimately you know that's not where don't care. It's, it's a really trite cliche and it's an yeah. obvious cliche but you win football matches you don't win on the training grounds yeah. and um, you know I think that's an indicative sign of things at the moment also you have to bear in mind that Steve Parrish and Alan Pardew are very good mates that makes, which, is, which is both good and bad in terms of yeah. it's, it's, which makes it more difficult but then it's saying that you would like to think that Parrish has the club the club's interest more at heart than his own personal friendships because I mean the, him yeah. and Podge will not fall out over this they may not talk yeah. to each other for a few weeks but they'll, they'll bound to bump each, into each other at the Groucho and mm. buy each other a drink <laughs> yeah. we've never mentioned the Groucho so many times on one pod they basically get advertising no, I, was, yeah. I was there on Wednesday okay. I was there on Wednesday night other other fancy bars yeah, in London are available are available yeah. and are less expensive <laughs> okay Cronks <laughs> yes, Let's, um, just look, just oh. around the party thing. We we'll see a few other questions. I know uh, Ethan Sheward. Hi, Ethan. Hi, Ethan. Sent a question on Snapchat. Oh, right. so, uh, it says what's your opinion on some fans saying Pardew out I think we've probably covered that I think, I think I if think you just look on Snapchat you'll find yeah. out the answer I mean it's, it's again as a Pardew fan it's perfectly understandable why a lot of Palace fans hmm. want Pardew out well, there's not a club in the in the country that wouldn't want the manager out after yeah. after the record we've got. Um, and then Kylie Minigle. Hi, oh, 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 very good. Hi, nice. Oh, nice. Good day, Kylie. Bonds and I like that. <laughs> Great. Uh, sent us a question on the BBS saying if Pardew gets the flick, who? who I'm guessing that means gets fired. Who realistically would slash could replace him? Which is a fair question. Good question. Yeah. Well, Keith Millen for three games, presumably. <laughs> so, which is all right, that'd be three nil nil draws. Take, <laughs> yeah. take three points now, and he'll win caretaker manager of the season, <laughs> the year, as he always does. I, I said that I'd probably at the moment prefer Allardyce to Pardew on Twitter, and ended up with people more or less outside my front door with pitchforks and torches. That's just so a good day for you. Isn't it? It's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's the bad, bad end of uh, Hernhill. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I don't see who there is who has Premier League experience. If that's what you're looking for, were Pardew to be sat to, realistically, you'd be looking at it right now other than him. I mean, people talk about Deitch, but there's the fact that he's doing an all right job at Burnley. He's got you know a good thing going there, and he's never managed huge players before, so that would be a huge risk. And other than that, you're looking at candidates from abroad, really, aren't you? I the likes Parrish. of uh, Vitor Pereira and yeah. um, people who were apparently interested last time around and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it's a risk as, as Swansea was shown a couple of times by going abroad. Um, they've had a, a, a couple who've bombed now and so yeah. have other clubs as well so I don't know really I think, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks mate thank you a really long way of saying I thought that minute though didn't you yeah, I, I thought your minute quote yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think he'll go for another club's manager because uh, from what I can gather he was quite reluctant and to uh, approach Pardew as a right. manager of another club until he was made aware of the circumstances I think he felt that was a slightly dishonourable so I don't think he'll go for Dice the thing with Allardyce and you know, I don't want the pitchforks outside my house. But the one thing Allardyce has never had is probably a squad as good as we've got. So yeah. it would at least be interesting to see what happened mm. with Allardyce. But you would imagine, and again, I, I'm still convinced it's pretty much down to the Americans as to the timing of of what happens. But you'd imagine the logic would be that you'd go for a manager who's the opposite of Pardew. Pardew's quite cavalier and quite an Allardyce isn't. But yeah. you know, most Palace fans, if you offered most Palace fans a 1-0 win in every home game between now and the end of the season if Allardyce was manager you'd, 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 take, you'd it. take it Definitely. well in that case can I jump in with another question another yes. question from Daniel Schilling this Hi, week Daniel. he's sitting in quite a few oh, wow. and, uh, but it relates to that it says what style of play do you prefer Pardews don't care about the back or Pulis's don't consider well, this is, I, I said this, last, I said this yeah. last week it has not got to be binary it's not got to be utterly cavalier or turgid as it often was under Pulis and I'm getting a bit annoyed about some of the misty eyed sentimentality and nostalgia about the Pulis era yeah there was that run of five wins that was great but there were some pretty awful games before that and we weren't always great and it was very 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 difficult to watch at times and West Brom are now very difficult to watch and if you listen to their fans they espouse the view that they're very very mm, difficult they're still to watch they still beat us though they still beat us though so I, it's not got to be one why can't it be in between yeah 
Oh, it can be. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's, not, I'm, I'm, it's not up to me. It was a rhetorical question. Oh, okay. I would, um, I would, <laughs> the, the circumstances of Julius coming in were very different, but I, it, in the end, I can't watch match of the day when Palace lose. I can't read the Sunday papers when Palace lose. I'd quite like to go back to watching match of the day. Can't you just turn off when the Palace game comes on? No. Oh. You know that's bizarre. I am with my. Superstition. <laughs> yeah. oh, I you just want to win. It's really holding us in good stead. This really nailing it with your influence on the results. We're not superstitions wrong. It's more of a salt thing. So I just refuse <laughs> to watch match of the day if Palace, if Palace haven't got at least a point. But um, so I was really looking forward to last week's. But um, I, you, you want to win. This yeah. it's as simple as that. And the style of it's, and it's not like the style of play. It, it's not like where we're losing every game four three. It's not like old fashioned Kevin Keegan Newcastle where you go. Actually, that was ninety minutes of brilliant football. So yeah. like you didn't come away from the Liverpool game going. I was really pleased to be involved in that six goal thriller. You came away thinking, for the love of Christ, we could have won that game if yeah. we had any sense about it. Yeah. But it's not. It's not like we're getting that entertainment. It's not like you're going. Oh, I'm really pleased I got a season ticket. I'm enjoying this this, this year. I want to win. Mm. I want to go. I want to leave the pub. Uh, Twenty to three, and go to the palace expecting to win the home games, yeah. no matter who we're playing. Yeah. And at the moment, yeah. you leave you know, the pub and you think, I might as well not. So we had that. We had that when we we had that under Pardew. You know, in his first six months or so, in that tail end of that season, we had that where we yeah. we did well, go that, thinking we could beat anyone. Since then, yeah. though, and it's been a year now. Yeah, over a year. Okay, um, I blame Kevin not watching them on TV. No, no, that's because that's reactive. That's, that's, not, that's nothing to do with problem. superstition for next week. It's just... Well, it might do. It might preempt. No, yeah, no, it's because I'm not doing it for that reason. You made yeah. us change our theme music last season. Yeah, the no, superstition. Watch up. us on damn TV. <laughs> please don't. Please don't remind people about the, the music. <laughs> <laughs> we will get complaints. Um, right, next question from... Well, two questions combined. Chris Bateman. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Who says, with the back four conceding so many at present, what is your back four that you would try? And following on from that, Paul Garnett. Hi Paul. Hi Paul. Paul. Says, is it time to give Zeki Fry as a start instead of wasting a sub, bringing him on in the 60th minute? That's a good point. The wasting mm. a sub, the, the wasting a sub point is a very interesting one. Maybe we should get him on the podcast. Yeah, sounds a lot more insightful than what he's us. talking about. Well, Fry is, um, I don't know whether there's an issue, a fitness issue with him, but he seems to play well when he comes on. He gives us a bit of energy. He galvanises us a little bit. Um, I think he's worth a start. Personally, I think, I think, yeah, he's, I worth think he's worth a start. Because clearly, you know, swapping the fullbacks around is not working. It doesn't work yeah. and doesn't look good. Yeah. Clearly, the way he's talking about having to get a left back in, he doesn't fancy Kelly. Yeah, most people's centre back pairing would be uh, Dan and Tompkins, I think. But having yeah. said that, I'll keep say, I'll say what I keep on saying. It's not just about the back five defensively. It's just not, mm-hmm. it's about the two defensive midfield players yeah. or one defensive midfield player in front of them and the rest of the team. It's not just about them. The best back four in the world will, will let goals in if the rest of the team aren't defending True. properly. But it would be nice to have a settled back four, wouldn't it? It would be lovely to have a settled back four. And, and it will be a different back four come January, depending on who's available and how much money we've got. Speaking of another chance question, uh, James, Hi James. Hi James. James says, "Do you think Tompkins has been a good purchase? Have we seen, seen enough, enough of him? Of him? Yeah. Seen, I don't think we've seen enough seen, of him. I think the rumours about his fitness that he can't play two games running. I thought he was a brilliant purchase when we got him, and I thought Dan and Tompkins was mm. a, was a really good centre back pairing. But I was chatting but, to uh, a listener of the pod, Tom Parker, the other evening. He said that." Uh, and it's a good point that Tonkins manages to massively spoon a clearance every it's single uh, match <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's not yeah he does actually he does he's, he's not had the impact we thought he'd have so far I think it's fair to say it's hard to judge the centre-back's impact to be well fair, this is the thing fair, you know when the team's set up as it is yeah. it, it's going to be difficult just to say well you swap him for him and yeah, everything he, will be he also, absolutely he also garden. doesn't seem to have the authority that I thought he would have This, mm. I thought he'd be more on a down level having that sort of authority and Organising, he seems doesn't seem to have got that yet. Maybe just needs time to bed in. I think. I think. Yeah, I was just going to say you have to bear in mind he was at West Ham from the age of yeah, seven. of course, yeah. He West only knows West Ham, and he's yeah. a different, very different village and Pardew are very different sorts of managers. So it does take time to process. They're working with a new goalkeeper as yeah. well. Um, Who's getting increasingly frustrated by his back well, four? But well, yeah. also, but partly, <coughs> Ed made the point that you've gone from Hennessy. Uh, always hoofing the ball on to Mandanda giving it to Delaney who hoofs the ball on <laughs> yeah. so it's just one degree of separation basically it's like cause the distribution is no better because he's giving it to people who can't distribute it yeah. so he might as well put it in yeah. the mix and let Ben Teke work, work for it yeah, well, we've now actually got a striker up front who could yeah. win yeah. those yeah. 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 he might as well just do that yeah. um, ok next question is from Instagram hi Instagram, oh, hi, Instagram. that's not their name oh. the name is La Dardum 
And they say, uh, do you think Selhurst might have been built on an old Indian cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> and we've been paying the price ever since. <laughs> Good question. Yeah, good statement. Old Indian. Yeah, no, yeah, yes, well, I definitely do. Well, we used to talk about Fortress Cellars, didn't we, for no apparent reason? It, it, it was, it was because well, we won like two games in a row at that point. Yeah, the no, Coliseum, it it was one. We were very um, difficult. To, we one. were very difficult to beat at Cellars Park for a long time, and now we're not. That's the frust- That's the frustrating thing as well. It's like Liverpool didn't have to play well to beat us. Hmm. Man City won't have to play that well to to beat us. No one turns up being scared. Anymore, I Perhaps fancy we might get. I fancy we might sneak something against Man City. Don't know why. You're still pissed. Maybe. Last night, aren't you? <laughs> it was those brown cocktails. Brown cocktails are still pumping through your few veins. Okay, I've got. So uh, if we could find the old Indian, dig him up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got a. Um, I've got a really horrible either or question from James Duff Whistle. Okay, Hi, James. James Duff Whistle. He says, "Good name. Would you? Excellent. It is a good name. Would you? James. Pref- have, yeah. Yeah. Would you prefer watching Palace lose?" Or England win? Wait a minute. Hang on. Prefer no, to watch, watch Palace lose or England win? Well, I, I prefer to watch Palace in England, full stop, so... Yeah, I'd rather... I'd rather oh, see... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm less... Yeah, I'm, I'm as patriotic, patriotic as the next man. But I'm sitting next to James Endicott, so that doesn't mean much. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my mood is... is uh, it's Palace that affects my mood more than yeah. England, to be perfectly honest. Same. So you'd rather see England win than Palace lose? No, obviously Palace win. No, no that, that wasn't the was question. An option. Oh, right, okay. The option is you either watch Palace lose or you go and watch England win. Oh, well, I'd have to go and watch Palace lose. Yeah. <laughs> you have to watch the company be better for a yeah, start. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Get to go to Paulson still. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. You wouldn't have had to hang around with yeah. other people dressed like St George. I love, yeah. You know I mean, <laughs> shouting obscenities or something. Yeah. St George. From and lots of people pretending to be aeroplanes. Yeah, Turk. you know what I mean? England yeah. fans. Most English fans are stupid. Sorry. It's from Turkey, St George. Really? Yeah. Oh. I love this time of year as well. Turkish? When you put the Christmas decorations like up Turkish. in the Porsons, I love. I love the, the Christmas decorations. Yeah. Christmas and the Christmas disco, the little as well. flying Santa they got. Yeah, it looks great. like great. Santa's thrown up on the yeah. Porsons at this time of Other pubs in the area are available. We've only got one home game over the Christmas period. We've got Southampton at home on the some. Thing off December. Well, last time we played Southampton near Christmas, it ended really well for Palace and the manager. Yeah, no, we beat them. We beat them. We beat them last season, wasn't it? Yeah, because goodbye. That was one of our best games of the season. Two years since Warlock got sacked. Yeah, yeah. A Boxing Day game, yeah, when they decided to play a diamond. That's 10 minutes' notice. That sort of knowledge. So, do you think, interesting to see if Alan Pardo lasts two years or not? That'd be good for him. Who was the last manager the last two years? A Palace. Yeah. Probably, probably Friedman. I think Pulis was only eight months, or something. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. just a half. So long. (laughs) Just those games went on forever. I think it was (laughs) Friedman. Okay, uh, the next, the next bunch of questions all come from Robin Mickelberg. Robin Robin Mickelberg. He says, right, these are all kind of linked. Why does what does Zaha do to get in the England squad? Not bizarre. Yeah. Have we seen why Balassi was worth 28 million in Townsend only 13? Yes. No. Are good old fashioned wingers being replaced by forwards instead? Yes. yes. Does Wilf need to adapt his game to be like other forward style players, ones that play in a three behind a striker? Mm, no, I think, I think Wilf's game is fine as it is. Yeah. I like Robin's questions because he's basically answered it for us without us having to yeah. put a lot of thoughts in <laughs> and answered it quite well. For Balassi, you know, funny Ed and I were discussing at the start of the Chelsea Everton game. You and Ed have been talking quite a lot recently, haven't you? We have, yeah. It's good. It's, it's nice, nice for a father and son nice. to do yeah, that. It's nice. It's been terrible with bringing people together. It's his 21st birthday next week. Yeah, um, he wanted tickets. Yeah, but we were talking before the start of the Chelsea Everton game about whether the Balassi thing had been good business and perhaps his was the sort of energy and pace that we were missing. And then, lo and behold, he substituted when Chelsea were 5 0 up. So. But then you see the week before against West Ham when he made a goal out of nothing. So yeah. I, I still think I, I don't think we'd be any higher up the league if we still had Balassi than if we didn't. Townsend is an England international apparently. Yeah. He's getting in as well. But I mean that was a ridiculous decision. But, but Townsend is flattered to deceive as a lot of people predicted. Yeah, he would. Well, as a lot of uh, Newcastle fans told us, that, yeah. and well, yeah. Tottenham fans. Well, and all Tottenham fans, fans yeah, told yeah, us yeah. about Pardew as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought they were right. Um, the next question is from Vince Hilaire Zafro. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, Vince Hilaire Zafro. On the BBS. I should have asked this earlier. Um, how much of the criticism 
Pardew receives is justified, and how much of it is impotent rage displacement aimed towards him by self-hating depressives with micro-penises? Well, speaking as <laughs> a self-hating <laughs> depressive with a micro-penis, I can attest to the fact that um, some of it is justified. <laughs> yes, of course. I think if, if, the, if the only game you've seen... Uh, Pardew's Palace play was away at Burnley mm. you, you probably wouldn't be mystified by the amount of criticism that he's getting from some people yeah. but on a week in week out basis I'll just think of a micro pin you speak into it, and it I'd love a micro pin <laughs> yeah just speak into this yeah <laughs> uh, I'd like it's a curse isn't it being well endowed I know it I know. really is a curse <laughs> no yeah sorry <laughs> Um, All right, Donald. <laughs> yeah, no, there is no. Some of it, of course, some of it's justified. Yeah, you, you, it's like we said before: five wins in a, in a year. You, you, if he was manager of Shrewsbury, he'd be justified. It's, yeah, you know. but he is—he is one of those figures that's kind of easy to love to hate. In a way, he doesn't do more himself so any favours with his with his demeanour and his his it comments. Sometimes. His unwillingness to fess up afterwards and say that was unforgivable. What what on earth were they doing? Mm. Because to go on TV afterwards and say a couple of individual errors lost us that game, and it's no, you, that was his part of his problem last year. His refusal to admit that we were in a bad run was part of his problem as well. Because mm. we're not idiots; we're watching the game as it unfolds as well as he is. Yeah. Overrated as a player, overrated as a manager. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, I think. Well, I don't know. I think the thing is with Palace. I think still most Palace fans are willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because of whether it's because of the Super Bowl, whether it's be, yeah. The, the fa- I'm quite astonished. There's like so many other fans say to me. I was talking to an Arsenal fan the other day. You just can't understand why there's not more clamour for him to be. To be sad, a lot of clubs think Palace fans must be incredibly patient because. So, but there's no point. Even the most ardent Pardew fans can't pretend that he's a good manager at the moment. No, but I, I mean, I always doing a good job at the moment. I want him to do well. I want him is. to succeed at Palace, but I. It, I also want getting, Palace to stay in the Premier League. Exactly, it is getting increasingly more difficult to ignore the fact that it, something's not right. Yeah, it's okay. definitely not right. Yeah. Okay, final question this week. It's okay. from Mikey B. Hi, Mikey. Mikey B. Mikey B. One three two, and Mike says, which former slash current players slash staff would be best founding fathers for a new country? For a new country, yeah. I like that. Nice we got a fanfare in the background. That's what we're talking about. The founding fathers of our new Fleury country. Ishmael was managing in the Champions League. Yeah, who is it? Is it Werder Bremen? Yeah, it's astonishing. Yeah. It just goes to show you don't have to be a good footballer to become a good, <laughs> good manager. He played for Bayern Munich in the end, though. Did he? He did all right. He did all right off the palace. Yeah, he did. Yeah, right. he did okay. Maybe it was us then. It's that old. There might be something in that built on. Maybe a, so. You'd go for Jim, you'd go for Jim Cannon. Jim Cannon, you want as a founding father, just for yeah, just for the menace, just for killing animals and chopping wood. Could I maybe tweet the question and say, well, like, which former Palace player would be a good president? Just just because of the timing of this week. Southgate wouldn't cause any trouble, would he? Would you vote for him, though? It wouldn't galvanise well, he's, got, he's, got, he's got the whole dull technocrat thing about him, so I think that would probably go down terribly with voters. Yeah. I feel like Holloway would might get votes. Well, he's, he's, got wacky. The, he's got the chat, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go for Kevin Musker. Just, <laughs> I've had enough of this world. I wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> President Muscat would sound good. It would, actually. Well, Ian Holloway, yeah. you? It sounds a bit like President, President. Musker, though. Like a, like a gun. Mm. Yeah. Well, they're all warmongers, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, let's move on to part three. Uh, thank you for your questions, uh, listeners. Uh, sorry we couldn't read them all out, but please keep sending them in. Uh, can you not wait like 10 seconds to do that? <laughs> uh, in part three, we're going to be. Russell, Russell, Russell. Seriously. Hobnobs. Just... I shouldn't have bought him Hobnobs, should I? Um, after the break, we'll be looking ahead to the Man City game and playing a Man City quiz. Is it going to be as good as the last quiz? It's going to be. It's going to be even better. Uh, so join us in a bit. Welcome back to this week's Five Year Plan podcast. Hey. Spot- hey. Sponsored by Vector Printing for your print embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and it's Vector with Okay. And uh, JCIS, the K. global research. Searching brand consultancy from South London, visit jc-is.com. I will. 
Lovely. Um, Can you just pause for a moment to let Streety finish his hobnob? There's really nice hobnob. He's got a mouthful of hobnob. I'm just going to take them and move them over there. Oh, oh I, can't, I can't trust him. Can you not have them? They've got meat in those hobnobs. No, they're very nice, but I just, I'm, I'm a professional. I wouldn't eat it on... Professional vegetarian. I'm not a professional. Professional. I wouldn't eat it on. It's like it's a when he was eating crisp through the microphone, did you? Yeah. And it, I'm not allowed to have a hobnob. You're Unbelievable. No. Right. We're playing Man City at home next game. Obviously, mm. like we got the, the international break this weekend, which uh, well was last night. Um, so next week we're playing. I don't know why I said that. Next week we're playing Man City at home. I I forgot to bring the in this week book. No, so right, that's okay. why I've done you a quiz. So, in this oh, week, book. yeah, your book. So on the train down here, I wrote. A quiz oh. for Man City. We did a quiz last week for Burnley, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's all about Palace losing. On the train down it. Yeah. There's a couple of actually about that in this week. But anyway, um, so this is a quiz on Palace versus Man City. Question number one: uh-huh. Who won? Man his, City. His, <laughs> <laughs> who won his first game as Palace boss? One out against mm. Man City in December 2001. Got off to a winning start. Trevor Francis. Yeah, correct. Any idea what the scores? 1 0. No. 2 0. No. 3 0. 2 1. Palace. Any idea who scored Palace? Uh, Galinka. Galinka? Galinka? Who's that? Delhi had a boat. No, he had a time for that stage, don't uh, Clinton Morrison what, no one of them went on to be a Palace manager Doug Friedman. Friedman correct and one of them was an American guy that played like five games for us Greg Berhalter the other one uh, Jovan Karofsky correct right very good thank you very um, much I like quizzes question number two <laughs> Palace got a nil-nil draw at fifth place to Man City in 1993 mm-hmm. but why was it actually a terrible result because we got relegated yeah, <laughs> that's why because we we had to win. We needed. Oh, so I'm just being about. Um, yeah, because we got. Why do you always make the quizzes so sad? Hmm. I'm not making. I'm, it's just factual, isn't oh, it? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. they're about Palace. Yeah. yeah, you could find a happy facts. Yes, there are no happy facts. That was after the happy famous talk. famous lap of honour. Oh, well, was that? Oh, I was at that game. Yeah, no one's mentioned that since, which I think oh. is the the strange thing. Yeah, it's never been made. You weren't there, man. It's been dusted oh, under it? the carpet, that one, hasn't it? What a stool. You're still cross about that. Uh, that next next question, JJ, are you still Snapchatting? Okay, next question. Can you name the Palace player from this career path? Ooh. Right? Okay. And obviously they played for Man City as well. Cambridge United, Chelsea, Leeds, Man City, Norwich on loan, Palace, Colchester, Leighton Orient... And then Hemel Hempstead, where he's still playing. Carlo Nash? Incorrect. Can you, can you say that again? Please. Cambridge, Chel- Cambridge, 99 games. Chelsea, only 18 games. Leeds, 9 games. Went on loan to Man City, then joined Man City in 1999. 52 games. Went on loan to Norwich. Joined Palace in 2001. Played 111 games. Um, left us in 2007. Went to Colchester, Leighton Orient, and then Hemel Hempstead. Simon Rogers? No, no, of course not. That's a terrible answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, played 111 games at Palace? Yeah. So joined us in 2001, got promoted with us in 2004. Uh, played for us when we went down for, for a bit and then left. He was a defender. Andy Lilligan? No. Left back? Steve, no, it's not Steve Castorman. Danny Granville. Danny Granville. Danny Granville. Well done. Almost quite apt because we could we could do it someone like Danny Granville. Now really, can we? Nice. No, 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 young Danny Granville, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's still playing, apparently. He joined well, Hemel Hempstead. In, that, yeah, how old is he now? 41? I don't know, but he joined Hemel Hempstead in 2009. Uh, yeah, still playing. He's 41. Yeah, we could do it with Danny Granville or Dean Gordon or a. Danny Granville's only 41. Apparently, yeah. Not really? That. Still playing? No, not that. Okay, question four. Palace conceded... Yeah, sorry, it's the one about us losing. Um, <laughs> Palace conceded their most ever goals, right, in a game against Man City in 1926. How many was it? Ten. Close. Twelve. Eleven. Eleven. What was it? Lost eleven-four. I thought it was, yeah. 
must have been adopting the same approach that we do right oh, now. Yeah, yeah. Let's go gung ho, lads. We can beat City here. Yeah, a couple of individual errors, that was it. Apart from that, we played, played really well. <laughs> I really thought we had him on the back foot. Yeah, yeah. We, off. we got yeah. it back to 4 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only five minutes to yeah. go. Four of those was arguably offside. <laughs> and we should have had a penalty. Yeah. Okay, and finally, question five. How long was Steve Koppel Man City boss for? Ooh, 31 days. No. 38 days. No. You're close. Very 37 close. 37 days. No, you're close to 31. Oh. 29. 33 days. Oh, 33 days. 7th of October to the 8th of November 1996. I remember it well. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So one well of those done. questions involved us beating them. We haven't got. Listen, when we play against a team, when we come up against a team, when we've got a good record against, I can do questions well, we'll about us winning. Quiz, but we've have got a quiz about something else. Then we've got. Well, no, because it's, it's part three is like themed next team, isn't it? I'm just, you know, oh, okay. trying to shake it up a bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do it about do it about kits or nicknames or something. Yeah, I'm something about what you know about. Yeah. <laughs> Do about comedy. I, I'm personally really enjoying the quizzes. Good. You can you get them all right? It's like my school. Well, you can. All over again. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to start revising about swans in it. As soon as I get home. Yeah, you, you know who we're playing. You can revise. Is that how your teachers used to talk to you? If then? you want to. <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> What's actually? Why don't you go off and be a lawyer then? Yeah. I, will. Mm. I will. I will. I will. And I will. Kinda, <laughs> I'm going to come back and sue you, sir. Okay. So, uh, Man City at home then. We're going to lose by two clear goals before we start. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne. They've got a good oh, team. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. What's that guy they got in front of Aguero? Aguero oh, Wrath of Aguero? Him. Uh, Raheem Sterling. What, okay, what should Palace, how should Palace approach it then? What should, I what think should if we're going to lose, I hope we do it early so I can get to the Porsons very, very quickly. Is it a normal kickoff? It, it's an early kickoff. Kick kick isn't it? Is it really? No, no I think it's an early one, isn't it? Is oh, it? no, I'm thinking of the Chelsea game. If you no, I'm going to have a look at my, uh, my diary. I think it's one that's only. What we should do, what we need to do is try and. What we didn't do against Liverpool is put. Because they do try and play the ball about at the back. We need to put pressure on them as quickly as we can. The goalkeeper's not the best, so what we should do is, and I've said this to the blue in the face before every home game, go a little bit more old-timey Palace. Mm-hmm. Spung some crosses in, put some long balls in, get as many free kicks as you can around the box, put some pressure on them, don't try and go head-to-head with them, don't try and out-football them, because that, that way lies they're inevitable not, defeat. They're not, I mean, they're on a bit of a dodgy run by their standards. They drew a home to Borough. They drew they, against Everton. They beat Barcelona. Yeah, yeah they beat yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. But in, the, <laughs> but in the league, they are a bit yeah. blowing hot and cold. They obviously uh, won at West Brom. But well, mate, not. A mate of mine is a Man City fan. says he He's speaking for most Man City fans when he says it'll either be 0-0 or 4-0 to them. Yeah, one or the other. Right. And he said, well, you it won't be nil-nil because we're not going to." He said, "You can tell within you can tell within two minutes which city have turned up." Yeah, basically because they do. Yeah, he says if they got a problem, they do tend to over elaborate. They do tend once they're one nil up, they do tend to think the game's won. But yeah, it's impossible to see us keeping a clean sheet. Yeah, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, but we can score a goal. We've like you said we've yeah, we'll scored. So yeah. it'll be yeah. a, it'll be it's more likely to be similar to the game against Liverpool, isn't it? Where you know we might get a goal or two, but we will concede four. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm, just I'm, being I'm, I'm being optimistic. Yeah. Actually, optimistic. Yeah, you're being one of those micro penis podgy critics, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not criticizing pod. <laughs> so hang on. One of us mentioned. Someone mentioned three at the back earlier in the pod. I said, <laughs> I said they might. I, th- I think there's. Uh, I think. He'll find a way to accommodate Zeki Fries. I think you'll find a way to accommodate two up front. Well, Zeki Fries would make a left wing back. That that's fine. But we've well, actually got, got zero. We've got Zaha. We've got zero right wing backs. Zaha. Zaha. Really? Yeah. Victor Moses is playing really, really well as a wing back. I think Wilf's intelligent enough to do. We've got to do something. We can't just carry on. We can't have Ward and Kelly starting. Wilf's quite fullback. disciplined as well, so well, I think he could probably stick to it. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. We're talking about we'll be converted to wing back. Things have got yeah, to that stage. Go, well, well, we've got to yeah. do something. We either have to have play two defensive midfield players. We can't have Ward and Kelly playing fullback against. I think we should just carry on exactly the same way we've been doing it because eventually, uh, yeah, eventually, <laughs> eventually it'll come right. Yeah, eventually, a team like City will be so bamused by our. <laughs> The fact that they'll turn up they, they can't possibly it just go exactly the same as well there's going to be a plan yeah. only formation that's going to work is probably 5-5-3 five, five, yeah if we could do that that'd be great <laughs> could that be good then yeah it might be the score <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think, well, I think Farage will start whatever happens 
because we need I, okay. the fact is that we need we do miss Suarez because it relieves yeah. we need some relief from the defence you need somebody who can carry the ball out from the back you need somebody who gives their wide players a problem because our fullbacks don't give their wide players a problem either defensively or mm. offensively at the moment Yeah. so there does have to be a change I I, I don't know the injury situation but increasingly as each week goes by and it breaks my heart to say it, Delaney's not a Premier League centre back yeah. anymore but in the end so the, the answer you know, do we limp on till January to see who we can buy do we change the manager watch this space it'll be you know it's the next two or three weeks are going to be very interesting at Sellers Park you know these games coming up they're going to be tough games whether you've got Swansea or Man City you know that the team is so low in confidence the manager's on the brink the the, the fans are on the brink of mm. either going crazy or just holding with it hold, you can just sense it's holding yeah. back and it's going to tip yeah. Yeah. one day it's going to tip one game it's going to tip it might be the City game depending on I mean, we can lose that game and still not tip if we put in a performance mm, yeah. but one day it's going to tip and it's going to happen soon and I just you know and it's just it's a it's a really awkward time to be a Palace fan it's really awkward but it's astonishing but you, when you think about it how, I'm not sure how many weeks ago it was but the pod we did after the Everton game when we said it's going to be a pretty short pod isn't it because everything's going alright yeah, yeah, yeah well and in that in that short space we've gone for everything's going alright we look like a decent team in progress to we've just gone we're staring down the precipice of life but oh, yeah. that. that's what we're doing but it's, it's definitely exacerbated by the fact that we've got this run of games coming up that are genuinely very difficult yeah, and absolutely. two that are now looking because of that and because of the run that we've just had yeah. like they are must win games yeah but is it like in true sort of modern football fan fashion uh, if it was all going great a few weeks ago are we not slightly overreacting then yes. shame we're on the precipice of, yes. of it yes. all going yes. badly yeah. absolutely overreacting <laughs> okay. in the same way that it was well, everything's fine we'd have the short pod today is that just the way we are football fans we overreact yeah. to situations fact <laughs> okay fine okay that's fine that's why we do it okay we are merely a microcosm of our own lives a micro micro, a micro. Yeah. micro. <laughs> everything's micro, uh, micro I'm so well I'd like to be micro Fortunately, my belly says otherwise. <laughs> and Michael, I've got a massive cousin. So... Ooh. Oh, God, okay. I can um, see from here. Put uh, it away, Dave. Accuse me of having a micro cousin. It's huge. My, I've got a microwave. Um, <laughs> okay. Bye. Prediction then? Bye. Prediction then for, for the game? Oh, we'll lose 3 1. 6 2. <laughs> you can't say. To us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> to all. I remember being okay. Swindon six at half time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can you not? I can see. I can see us possibly if, if like Kevin's mate. I said, think it's going to be right too old full time. Turn up. I think too old. I think it's going to rain. It's going to be a really rainy, horrible day down south. It's going to be the wind's going to be swirling. What time's kick off? Three o'clock. The wind's going to be swirling. It's going to be a really horrible day. The fans are going to be on fire. They're going to be shouting. The Man City fans are good. The good away fans they'll be. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of this is going to be a very buoyant stadium, but the weather's going to. Pep's not going to like it down there. He's going to feel intimidated. Yeah. He's not, he's, his, his words are not going to be get to the players. His will kind of start getting, away, yeah. you know, pretty well. And we'll have a couple of defensive nice errors. We'll get back to two old. They may nick a third at the end. I'm not talking, you know. But I think it's going to be an exciting game. It's going to be, it could be a turning point. In I'm going to put five on this. He's very convincing. Also, how bizarre is it going to be to see Guardiola standing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, my prediction is it's going. I don't know what's going to happen during the game, but I think it's going to be a game that's got the sort of entertainment that makes it second on match day. Well, okay. well, that's Man City are playing, aren't they? So that's that's what people look to us but for not in terms of predictions. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Not to know what's going to happen in the match, but to know where it might feature on match day. Just a bit of a different prediction, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. There'll be goals. I well, no, we, we can't even opt, we can't even go for first. We haven't even got that ambition. <laughs> I was going to say We're first. so limited in <laughs> our ambition that the, the height of what we want is going to be second on match of the day. All right, fine. First, rather than going for we, we're first because we've beaten them four nil. Well, I was thinking even, even if we win, would we be first on match for the day? Maybe. Yes, if we beat Man City, if we beat Man City four 0 I guarantee. I didn't say four 0 but if we beat Man City, I guarantee we'll be first. On, depending All right, first, on or the, se- first or second? All right. You guys might be really optimistic now. I'm actually now looking forward to the match. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, well, um, that uh, optimistic note is the end of this week's podcast. Um, so, chaps, thanks for being here. Pleasure. It's absolutely I'm, great. I'm, thanks. I'm, thanks for travelling all that way. I live here. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, listeners. For what time's lunch, Kev? It's got a long journey back, hasn't it? Yeah. Ah, not for me. Ah. <laughs> great. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week after the Man City game. So, bye. 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 bye.
Social Podcast Network.